Progressive presents The Sounds of the Old World. The year is 2019, and someone is waiting for a table at a restaurant. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party of four. Thompson, party... Oh, there you are. This has been The Sounds of the Old World. Brought to you by Progressive, where drivers can still switch and save like it's 2019. Quote today at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. The thing about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. We probably don't even need the words, the Name Your Price tool, to tell you that our humpback whale pup gives you options based on your budget. Or that our novelty hand buzzer helps you save on car insurance. And that's the thing about the tiny felt bag filled with marbles. At this point, you've heard a lot of ads about the elusive northern bobcat. The Name Your Price tool. <clears throat> the neighbor who baked you banana bread, only from Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, thank you so much for tuning in for my clip notes of my season one episode from one through four where in this episode I continued from last week clip notes part one so in this clip notes part two I concluded that recording that I did to give you some background information to bring you in this also will be a great example of the bonuses some of the rewards that if you are a patron to my podcast Nichelle Anderson short stories and beyond you get to receive these types of clip notes that I would do periodically I won't do a lot of them where it will have you know free access most of them would be underneath my patron platform but I will I do plan to have some sometimes bring them up or at least have or sometimes have them uploaded and, and sometimes I would do that maybe once a month. I'm not sure, but I will provide that because I think that's a wonderful opportunity for you to be able to see the background of how I create these stories, learn some more information about the characters, and point out some things that maybe you missed when you were listening to it and to, you know, bring you more into my domain of my stories, right? And beyond, of course. So thank you so much for tuning in. Please tune in next week and please consider to be a patron. I will have the link to my patron page as well. I can state that that is www.patreon.com forward slash Nichelle Anderson. And that goes over all the rewards that you will get depending on your level. The first level starts at only $3. You can cancel anytime, but you're able to get access to more stories, more type of rewards that I do provide background access, be able to perhaps stuff that I'm not really advertising just for anybody. I hope you do consider. Thanks so much for joining in to my podcast of my clip notes. Which in episode three, we're talking about 
that title is talking about upon the truth many mysteries are revealed here we automatically open the scenes with the Orions I felt that I needed to kind of close or at least read another weave into the Orion story what happened to Natu okay why is he really scared to talk to his superiors why would Kamrat Tatar say that if he knew that the expectation of King Milan was going to throw everything off track. But then we open up a scene of another character that has not been introduced like Natu in any of my previous productions with Mitch Ram. His name is Echo. He is the head leader from the Orion Skies. And he spoke in his language, of course. And the first thing he said to Natu when he entered their domain, which seems to be there in modern day Africa, I call it the I call it it was the West Bank of the Sudan so it's some type of secret location and they're in some type of cave which would make it more mysterious but that's what I kept seeing in my mind that he was walking in this disclosed location that no one knew which would explain why Queen Hagar made sure the first thing she said when she heard them coming into the chambers did anybody see him come here and so anyhow he walks into this dark damp cave and he sees it disappears in a sense it was dark you know not that much light only the moonlight I call it Kingo but only the moonlight dripping in some of the maybe partial of of hose in that cave to get you some type of light perhaps in that sense and that when it was able to get some light in there that's when he saw the elders so it was like secret tunnels let's think of it that way and so he echo said to Natu you made it here and one regard I see you know to that nature he said that <laughs> and um, you know he was very hesitating he didn't want to say it and then there's Lanko another um, Orion of the council echo is the leader it seems here in the south in the south in the west bank of the Sudan and Lanko is a fellow council member as well he is very upset I just kept seeing him charging at Natu when I was writing it and he was very angry and wanted to do some things and they like they was about to fight and Echo yelled for Lanko to stop and so what I also saw is that Echo came back and demanded some answers and what he said was key he said in their language he basically said you informed the council that King Milan did not make it well out of the war now I'm not sure backing up in episode 2 that they're talking about the the war that Natu mentioned or this was a recent new war we don't know that yet it was definitely something that King Milan got hurt because that's what the status that they was hoping to see that they're dealing with somebody else and when I say dealing with somebody else that's when Natu had to mention that he's actually alive and that's when you know they really could not believe that this is actually so with that being said then we find out that he also tells them that Queen Hagar is now ruling a sole role deciding matters and this is the key of which we seek to control that's what Natu said to Echo and the rest of the Orion's council I quote she said the king is alive but was not present and basically he's just talking about in the sense that we expected the representatives of the king 
because Echo said before that, did not see the elders of the king. You know, you did you speak to the king's royal elders? So again, if something happened to the king, they will be his advisors or what have you to come up. Of course, the queen can take center stage, you know, if so be it. But it seems that Queen Hagab made that call and that was the arrangement that she would take complete deciding matters, even if the advisor says this or that, it would be her decision because that's what Natu tells that's what Natu told Echo and the rest of his superiors that Queen Hagar is now ruling a soul war, deciding matters of which they wish to control. So it's something, of course, they want to get and be in control of. What that is, we will not know that yet until I reveal that in future episodes and, and when I will reveal that. But yeah, so that sets it up on that point. And then after that, of course, you talk about Ezra and Queen Hagar and how they are together on this balcony and they're just, you know, enjoying that moment when I revealed King Milan's status, where he is laying on that slit of gold and he is some of his body parts or some of his body is wrapped in fine linen and that's describing some type of course injuries that he had and then as soon as his like his spirit felt when she told him that there's a new dawn and so basically in that context meaning that there's a new baby coming and so to give hope and to give a connection with the spirit world in a sense that we can get past this and that's what she said to him we, we will deal with the Orion somehow in some way it's a new day it's a new beginning and so because that's what basically what a new birth that's coming is it's a new beginning and so from that connection and, and that power and that he he was able to come out of what we would call today a coma or come out asleep that he wasn't just hanging on by a thread that it gave him the power to keep going and to wake up and by the thankful of canoe which is you know the person that which is what they believe in that's in control of everything to have that blessing and he has awoken and so she is so thrilled because that's true love between them two as Ezra was there to be able to witness um, that moment between the king and queen the king has awoken so he was very ecstatic as well so of course in that particular episode moving forward when we're talking about the episode upon the truth many mysteries are revealed that was uploaded and published on november the 27th 2017 and at the end of that scene queen hagar and Ezra talking about King Milan and how happy that they are and Queen Hagar just felt that she wanted I felt that I needed to say something about Hannah I know in the first very first episode I mentioned at the end where Queen Hagar telepathically told Hannah that they would talk soon now I could have pushed it off more to have that scene with them but something told me in this episode upon truths many mysteries are revealed to to come back to that and to let listeners know that that scene is important that they will have a talk or definitely a talk where she's mentioning to Ezra that now's the time to tell her about her father King Milan 
he has awoken and he will only get better. Now, she doesn't mention about the baby yet. And I can only think even modern day times when uh, when a mother is pregnant, they do wait a while. So it could be an old tradition just to wait, you know, to see everything's continue on progress. And then you announce it. But for some reason, she felt, or at least it's normal in the day as soon as you find out or at least you confirm that it's, it's, a, it's good to go you let the father know that he's having a baby but everybody else you kind of keep that to your side so I didn't felt that she needed to say that to Ezra that I'm also going to tell Hannah about she would have a brother or sister it didn't felt that that's what needed to be said it felt that Queen had God was, was focused on about her father that now is safe to say because it seems like later on when she turns around and sends someone coming on the on the balcony which we find out that it's a spy a family the royal family spy in the military which also will put the pieces together of something happened perhaps it was a traitor amongst them and that they either designated um, Heko or some they designated someone that they could trust known for a while to have extra eyes to find out that doesn't happen again or at least to that severe that the king is severely wounded um, in some type of battle and anyway he comes on to the scene and only hands her a message on the papyrus and she's reading it and for some reason you get the impression or at least the impression is is that her addition of spies saw when Comrade Dattar left and Comrade Dattar went to see someone that the royal family knows that they are the enemy of Mitzrayam. But she senses, as she says, I sense that Comrade Dattar is on our side. So that gave a big opening to show that Comrade Dattar, even before that moment, that she felt that even though he's going to see this enemy of us, I don't think that he's a traitor I don't think he's one of them that's what you need to take away from that moment and so when she says that and then she came back and then she said that our forces will send a message along with Kamar Tatar so she's clearly as the queen and Mitch Ram standing by Kamar Tatar so he must have did something think about that he must have did something to have that type of high stakes top of the line support from a war family and their army because she didn't say send five she didn't say to send two for some reason in my mind when I was writing it I kept hearing a higher number and I went with 400 and when you think about it it made sense when she said at the end it was sent a message it was sealed that message come on you got 400 military soldiers ready to go at your command you doing something you doing something okay now of course the day time is three times as that but just think about that many in that sense you're not actually going to war but you're providing a position that you're not playing and we stand by Comrade Dattar and so that's when that scene ends and then we go to episode four where I'm calling it enemies abound if left unattended and so you do experience that audio clip that podcast where you do experience that podcast you will get to learn more about the Orions and how they are in it to rent it I'm going to jump ahead 
in that scene where you are introduced again to Echo and he's going through one of those tunnels and he it's a step case or at least stone step case whatever it is he's walking on some steps to get him out of the cave in a secret area of the cave that not many know about even his council members we don't hear about Natu for some reason Natu did not come through in that particular scene and he automatically used this reflecting of light and before I knew how they could communicate in this sense in this time frame it just seemed that it just I just saw it in my mind and I just described it now backing up for last episode when Queen Hagar tell Helic to go ahead and send 400 that's a lot of people right they have to be able to get to this Ganuto that she mentioned in a short period of time because Comrade Datar already made the journey there which it seems it must have took more than a day and so that would explain how she could get that many that many soldiers there to be able to show their force and they will protect Kamatata and to make sure nothing happens to him oh it's gonna be something you know and so to do that it would be some type of fast you know they just can't pick up a phone hey I need you you know over here da 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 they can't do that and so I had to figure out exactly what that was so I did what I always do I just start writing and then it just came like a flow and so later on you could I explain that where Kalan that's with Kamar Tatar they gave him the initial message of this person one of the enemies of Mutsmaram that he noticed that reflection of light that Mitrayam does well Echo does the same thing I just felt something was small it wasn't a big type gold shield or it wasn't that flickering of light back and forth that Mitrayam did with their allies, they, uh, their uh, their supporters in the region to be able to get to the location faster instead of them trying to travel there, you know. And so, at any rate, Echo did the same thing, but he used something smaller, and but he was pointing up to the skies, not actually perhaps on a higher ledge to another village far away and then they bounced that off and then they started communicating to the other group of soldiers that will follow Mitram into battle or at least into this number of soldiers that Queen Hagar ordered to be on the banks of Ganuto to help Comrade Dita and to send a message and so Echo does it the same thing but he does it a different way and so he ends the scene in episode four prior to that before I get back to that you have Comrade Dita that as a young, you got to give it to him. As a young soldier, and he's very talented. It seemed like he, whoever this person is, he wants to take care of it. And he wants to show not only his loyalty to Mitrayam. That's why he said Kalan, or at least said to the other, Kalan went with him. To the other soldiers that were around when he read or saw that message wrapped in that brown cloth. Is don't tell the queen yet. So he probably didn't want the queen to to worry as much he wanted to investigate and find out exactly what was going on so we don't know if Kamar Dita was going to try to take this person out or was just going to send a message that it must be some type of truce or at least for right now nobody's going into any war but it's just a truce and he's trying to communicate with this person that have been destined as an enemy but before he enters the tent Kalan stopped them and say look in Look, and he pointed to this flicking of light, and it was a message to Comrade Dita and the, the guards that he were with, that he was with. And sure enough, they sent a message, and it says, I quote, 
we come by the order of the Queen of Mitzrayim to be on your side. We will move at your command, Comrade Datar. And I just felt, because at first I wasn't going to write that. I was just going to have Comrade Datar see them and he's going to put it together. But for some reason I felt I need to show that they also use that same communication transmission by a reflection of light using shield of gold or some type of jewel, some type of uh, material that not only worth, worth a lot, but something that could be able to show that reflection and that back and forth, almost like a transcode type of thing. And I just needed to say something I felt and that's what came to me when I started writing it. And sure enough, as I wrote it, I was just as speechless as I said Comrade Datar was. He was speechless because it said so much. It said that the queen, that Mitzrayim supports you, believe in you and know what you're about to do and don't see you as a traitor, but see you as a Mitzrayim, a Mitzrayim and that we are here to defend you and we will go to battle again if so be it and so to have that extra support to have that military support to be able i mean to me at that moment he was promoted he was he was put in a higher position without even the official ceremony to do it as a person in their military army so that shows that he must have did something on a continuous basis to have the trust of the queen while her husband is not well I mean you know he's getting well but while her husband is getting well for that moment that she had with him and told her about the new dawn that's coming he was in a very severe state and so to have that trust in someone that young he did something and of course you have to wait to find out <laughs> but getting back to echo before I wrap up my clip notes echo ends that particular scene of that short story in episode 4 and it goes fitting to the title because his enemies abound if unattended okay that's the the, the title there for episode 4 enemies abound if left unattended and he says something that I kept seeing that what I wanted him to say and basically what I wanted him to say was in a sense like he did once he finished communicating with his metal object in the skies he basically said our elders will make it known to King Milan it is only the beginning so it shows that in the past it must was constant friction because remember in the first episode Queen Hagar state we will handle the Orions like it's been going on for a while and then you probably won't be able to find out anytime recent or maybe you will I don't know it depends that Queen Hagar knows their language so how did she learn that well, what happened was it recent was it in a childhood how did that came about because that freaked out too he just kind of like gasped for air if he really could play it off but I know he had to stand his ground but it really took him by surprise that I'm not dealing with any just any queen I'm dealing with someone that knows our history and it can speak our language so she can speak on my level and say some things that know some things as you might say but yeah so he says that echo when he turns around and the guards start following him back into the cave our elders would make it known to King Milan and so basically that's another confirmation they know King Milan 
not only he's alive he's going to get better that means he would be back in power it, they would not be dealing with his elders as they you know probably thought that they would more perhaps you know pick somebody else to be king and therefore they can perhaps manipulate in some case to control because that's what Natu said she's controlling she's making the decisions basically of what we wish to control so the question is what are they trying to control who are the Orions what tribe are them from are they in a tribe or are it something else because I did mention he's communicating in the sky so we got to try to figure that out right <laughs> of course I already know but I can't tell you everything but anyway yes yeah, so that's very particular and then before I did that and ended it it's the middle part which I really enjoyed writing which was Queen Hagar and Princess Hannah you get to see the young Princess Hannah excited to see her mother again to to spend time with her in their early morning dawn and I remember as I'm about to wrap up here when I wrote Miss Rayon I remember seeing that image with Princess Amenia and Princess Hannah and they all had their female attendants. Queen Hagal was up front. And I kept remember seeing the scene where they were going to, where I'm calling it, the Nile water chambers or the Nile chambers, where the water from the Nile streams in, like a morning bath, right? And I remember seeing that often. And then to redo this, where this is before the time of Princess Amenia, but it was a special moment because it was only at that time Queen Hagal and Princess Hannah so they you know both of them were sharing this moment together and they sat in almost like a you could like a spa <laughs> as you can say and they you know sat together and were able to talk to share that moment between a mother and daughter and that's where Hannah felt as she told Ezra in the last episode it's okay to tell Princess Hannah about her father and how excited Princess Hannah was when she found out her dad and you got to get a backstory on this at least kind of put it to, together when obviously princess hannah did not know the status of her father but she knew something was up because she mentioned to her mother she said i was told not to worry even though she was still scared before her mother said that her father was fine he's alive basically and so you have to wonder that when something happened to protect hannah for no trauma that the, the status of her father wasn't told plus it would keep the traitors that could still be within the mix of the royal family and their government as we might say today that to keep King Milan safe it had to be kept the secret very to a very very few which would make sense if you think about it uh, people of that status or what have you and the power that they have you know the little the little that people know is the best and so with Hannah case it was just to protect her for her to not have any type of emotional trauma because King Milan wasn't completely gone he was just in a severe condition and Ezra was there to help as well as Queen Hagar as we would say continue to pray for his continued continue to pray uh, for his recovery so to keep Princess Hannah not to know so she had to be told you know very little information and just to trust her because that's what Queen Hagar says later you trust me yes you trust in me yes 
And then Princess Hannah said, yes, I always do, mother. So she probably wanted to know. But since her mother didn't say, would this happen to your father, that happened to your father, she must have just told Princess Hannah, now is not the time. She must have told Princess Hannah something to ease her a bit, but not to worry. And that for the state of Mitzrayim, just know that your father was, you know, she must have just said it in a way that not too much worry, but also to let her know something happened. So just trust in me. That's what she said. Trust in me. Yes. Asking Hannah. And then Hannah came back and said, yes, I do, mother. So at any rate, that concludes my clip notes. I hope you enjoyed it. Leave some comments. Talk to me about what you thought that I attended when I wrote it or how you felt about when you were listening to these stories. Talk about some of these characters and how you are able to now connect more with them and these new characters that I'm bringing in and so forth and going from that. I know some people might be worrying about where are the keys? Where are the keys? And trust me, they are coming up. But for right now, I got to keep you on your toes interested. Of course, you already are because you're listening to this. But they are coming up. But I'm enjoying this process because I get to go more in depth into those characters that came through to me when I wrote Mitch Ram. But yes, all of those background stories of the kings, King Dama, King Danielle, Princess Hannah, husband, how did that come about? That she was already married, so she became a queen when we when the story opens up in Mitzrayam with Princess Amenia. And so all of that would come up. And then in the book, they actually have a brother. <laughs> but I can't go into that because number one, you got to buy my book, Mitzrayam, a memoir. And number two, I want to keep it, keep it extremely, extremely every episode you got to tune in. And I do want to touch on that is I do have a patron page. Is that I'll spell it for you. It's at uh, www.patreon.com forward slash Nichelle Anderson and so I love doing these writing stories or what have you I could produce some more but as well I'm hoping that if you really like my work that you would become a patron the first level is like three dollars a month you can cancel anytime right you don't it's not you're locked in and you can't get out of it and then plus each level you get some type of reward and I like doing the reward things it's fun but yeah, just take a look at that on that page. I will have the link below in the description of this audio and visual effect video. I know I would do. And so that will give you an idea what you can also get by just being a patron. And you get access to more stories. You get access to uh, the interviews that I plan on doing. And the interviews will be perhaps maybe someone that I'm taking from my survival, your journey toy success podcast and asking them do they want to read a character <laughs> which would be fun if they never did it before i never actually did it in this format i'm mainly a writer or a director but i felt that this would be a good way for me to produce more while i'm working on my next project which is the prestige return of mole stage play that i know a quite a bit of people is definitely waiting on that and that's what I'm working on. So in the meantime, before that is actually announced, we are hit stage with our one dates. This will give that extra continuation of my writing. And again, this podcast, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond, will 
have modern day stories. So of course I wanted to kick off Mitch Ram, Mole, Moments of Love in Ancient Egypt. That's my heart, what started off for my writing. But as well, I will in the future in this podcast do modern day stories when I kind of close the book on Mole and then focus on a modern day story and then return back to Mole and start writing about that. Because again, I mentioned it's over 50 different characters that came through in the book. So even from that, I can just continue the story all leading up to around when it's Princess Amina on the scene. I hope you really enjoyed this clip notes and I hope you follow my my podcast here, Nichelle Anderson Short Stories and Beyond. Follow, subscribe, share, and most importantly, consider to be a patron to support this production here because it is a production. The most time put with it deals with the editing part. Now I could just go ahead and just do the audio and keep it moving, but I know most people when they listen to audio books, they are visualizing it, but also to actually see some type of visual aspect to it gives you a different a different experience. And so when I do that, that's that takes some time there, right? And to be able to be a patron and contribute to that will help with the time allotted needed to be able to release those things especially on a weekly basis but I hope you do consider that and like I said on the website it goes in detail about the program and how you can participate and if you want to go ahead and cancel it you can but if you really follow me at least you one of my followers that been around with me for a while and saw what I produce I have produced a lot and so this is really the first time me stepping out there and just saying this could be a part where you can really invest in my projects and I can keep going if you enjoyed my stories what I was able to do producing these and different things and like that and I can continue to produce do consider to be a patron I really would appreciate it and I am honored and thankful that you took this opportunity to listen to my podcast thank you so much so long Nya nya nya. Ba, mba, babue, Zimbabwe. <clears throat> the broken Bunsen burner burns so bright. South, Jamie. Southeast Asian Peninsula. Hey, hey, Jamie. Yes. I think the only line we need from you today is drivers who switch to progressive could say big. Cool. I just got to finish my warm-ups. <clears throat> foul, foul, throw in the towel. History, history. Switch history, to progressive history. today. Santa ski slalom in a salmon skin suit. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Me, 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 but also you. The Pharaoh fast forwards his favorite foreign film. Powder donut. <clears throat> okay, what's my line? Uh, the only line I see here on the script is get options based on your budget with the name your price tool from Progressive. Oh man, that's a tongue twister, huh? I'm sorry, I'm gonna need a few more minutes. <clears throat> bulbous walrus. The bulbous walrus. The name your price tool. Only from Progressive. The owl and a foul of the comatose coxswain. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.